Cousin Internet, it's me, Cousin Todd, with Mama's Comedy Show. And with me is Cousin Beth. Just say something, say hi. Hi. Oh, so sexy. <laughs> uh, Beth, is, Beth is one of our audience members. She's here, and Cousin Tony and Cousin James suck, is what happened. Like, what happened was uh, James texted me. Oh, no, I'll introduce him in a second. Uh, James texted me and said, I didn't know if we were doing the podcast or not. We've done it every week. And then Tony's watching a a kid's movie with his daughter. Shame on him. Yeah, son of a bitch. You know, she's (laughs) going to end up being a stripper because he's, I don't know. (laughs) Also uh, with me is Cousin Josh. Hey. (laughs) That was pretty effeminate sounding, Josh. Do you want to take uh, take two on that one? Uh, hey, that was aggressively <laughs> effeminate. That was a blue oyster cult. Do you know? Your, do you know what the blue oyster cult is? I don't know, but it's it sounds band. like something. It sounds like something you take right before you die in an orgy. No, no well, blue oyster cult was <laughs> in the uh, police academy movies back when it was okay to stereotype gay people. Oh, that was the gay club. It was called the blue oyster cult. And they would always send people there as a joke. And then they would open up the door and you would see all of these guys in like leather, black leather vests, black leather pants, black leather caps, handlebar mustaches, all tangoing together. And the music was and then someone would walk in, a record scratch would stop and all of these, you know, stereotypical 80s gays, gaties, <laughs> the gaties would, uh, would turn and look. And then we're to assume that uh, that our the people were raped. They just merge around them and turn them into a gay. Yeah, that's how you. That's how they do it. <laughs> that's how I always assumed it happened. Yeah. Uh, no, how it normally happens is if your father is changing your diaper, and his finger slips. Ooh. Yeah. Then Ooh. You, that's how you make a gay. Um. So Josh does stand up here at uh, at Sleuths and all around town, right? Yep. Uh, well, how long have you been doing that? Uh, about three years or so. Yeah? Yeah. And, and you liking it? Uh, yeah, it's fun. I do that, and uh, I also do some improv when I can. Yeah? Because I took SAC classes and know all those people. <laughs> now i got to bleep that out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so um, I'm not bleeping. I, I, I took Mama's comedy out. classes. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I've ever had to bleep out was Tony said something on the podcast about his work. And he named it by name. And it was like, that's the only thing I've ever had to cut out. So, and also sitting at the table is Cousin Hal. Hey. Cousin Hal. Uh, is, it's you three audience members. Like, you guys are regulars. You've I been mean, here more than anyone. I mean, oh, there are no other cousins coming in? or No. Uh, James sucks. And Tony is turning his daughter into a stripper. Oh. Yeah. It sounds like a normal evening. Yeah. Just yeah. watching any Disney movie. Uh, so this is actually, I think this is the first time we've ever done that, where we've ever done it, where we've had you guys talk. Mm. And it's mainly because I would sound like a lunatic if I just came up and, because what would, here's how it would, it would spiral. Uh, I would, I would start talking about James not being here. Or eating. And then, or eating on the podcast. And and see, you just started it. Now I'm, I'm ready to kill her. Um. Moment she walks in. That's That's good. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, that's actually now something I can fall asleep to is Hal creating 
the sound of James eating. Yeah, no, but it would start off with me kind of complaining about that. Then I would go into a rabbit hole about other shitty things. And then it would just be like the most negative 30 minutes where eventually uh, I'm just rambling about some... I'm railing on someone that doesn't deserve to be railed against just because I'm worked up. I'm at a fevered pitch. No, I'm not now. I'm actually pretty mellow. That's comedy. Yeah. Comedy, you know what's funny is, Josh, we were just talking about you getting into comedy. Um, So I have a lot of comedian friends. Yeah. And uh, um, I have a lot of... A lot of those guys have really fucked up, like, pasts or a lot of dark demons. Yeah. Would you say that you have some demons in your closet? No, no. She's right there. Oh, his mom. (laughs) Um, We can hear him. Oh yeah, the the, the yes. cackle. Yes, that's that's the jackal that they put into me when I was born. Yeah, so that I'd be strong and hairy. And the the thing is, uh, I thought that was like a Jewish thing. Hairy. Hairy, yeah. I was hairy. Uh, it's kind of like a Russian Jewish thing, like that stereotypical. Like, look, it's a Russian Jew. They're Orthodox, and yeah, you got yeah. the you got the locks. I could grow that pretty easy. If you really want, like, what you're thinking of right now is yeah. the father from Fievel. Right. That's where people get stereotypes of Jews. Yeah. Fievel. Oh, I thought Seriously? it was from the Bible. Yes. Um, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Bible talks about... The Bible talks about your claws, your horns, all of that, st- all of the good stuff. The little gold sack we keep on our necks. Yeah, you, oh, you, you. All I know is you guys run the world banks and the media, and you won't leave Trump alone. You know, oh, the guy, <laughs> the guy's doing an honest. <laughs> you, you almost forgot those times we brainwashed Mel Gibson into just screwing himself over. Oh my God! I saw a great T-shirt that was his headshot, um, Mel Gibson's headshot, and underneath it it says, "You should have stopped at sugar tits." Oh, shit. Because that was the first thing he said to the cop was he called her sugar tits. And then and then he what? went into his anti-Jew tirade, oh. which which was, you know, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I never heard of yeah. You really never heard of sugar tits? No, but I never heard his rant. I, oh, you haven't? Yeah, I don't know if there was audio of it. I just read the transcript. Yeah. From, although there should be because she probably, probably had a body cam. Somewhere. Um, but on, on your, your demons, um, like, I, I mean, again, all of my friends who, who do stand up and who do comedy, like it comes from a very dark place. Yeah. That's part of his problem. You don't have enough. I, I don't have, I don't have a dark place either. I mean, I, I feel like I, a lot of the stuff that I find funny that's dark, I find it funny because it's dark. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, when we're setting up pool noodles and I say, they say you can't hit a girl, and I say, uh, yeah, you can. It's easier than hitting a guy. That gets a laugh, and I think the reason that gets a laugh is because nobody believes that I'm serious. <laughs> like, I think if you actually had, like, a wife beater up on stage who was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of my wife, the audience would be mortified. <laughs> like, I, so uh, I think those are the things that I think are funny are things that don't fit with my personality. Yeah. But here's, here's where you could run into the same problem that I run into. People make that assumption, though, based on your style of humor, that that's the type of person you are. Mm. So it's like when I do something... Oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> no, well, well you, you'll get there. Yeah. Um, like when I do something um, normal. You know, no, no, I mean, just in, in normal life. When I do something normal, like someone 
someone is hurt or someone needs something and I go to give them something that they need and they say, oh, that's really nice. I'm like, no, it's, that's a normal thing to do. Like that's what you do for another human being. But I think it's that they assume that I'm going to say, ah, go fuck yourself with your broken leg. <laughs> Just um, hand someone a Band-Aid, and they're like, I thought you were Hitler till just this yeah. moment. <laughs> um, uh, a friend of mine had a really funny idea for a show about Hitler a while ago, and it was called All for Ava. And the the premise was... Ava, Ava Braun. Yeah, it, it was an alternate story, telling of the story, but it was basically Hitler always being one-upped by this guy. <laughs> Who was like they were fighting for the love of Ava, and he was always being one-upped. And a Jewish guy gets into a bar fight with this other guy, and the guy kills the Jewish person. And uh, and Ava's like, "You see that, Addy? He killed a Jew for me." And that and that, and that was that was the start of his story. Okay, I have a very similar story yeah. that actually involves improv. Right. I was practicing for. Uh, we were doing some kind of thing for one of the classes and uh, we were practicing. And at some point we were doing one of those, I, I think it was a cut to. Right. And we got to this point and it was just involving Hitler and it was just two Jews in a bar and Hitler and the Jews were bullying Hitler. Yeah. But then the darkness in my head just came up and went, all right, let's roll with this. And by the end, we had just made it so it was just the two Jews, not not even egging him on, but literally going like, we need a guy to be the fall dude. Yeah. <laughs> we need you yeah. to basically be this monster so all the Jews come together. Like but, a Jewish Voltron. Yeah, it was a full-on conspiracy, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, this is going dark. My friends just ran with it, too, and they're like, oh, my God, we're the worst people ever. And then somehow it ended up with, uh, instead of Mike Pence being vice president, it was Robot Hitler. Right. But uh, it all started with two Jews in a bar going, that's our fall guy, the nicest man in Germany, Adolf <laughs> yeah. Hitler. That's very well how it could have happened. Sure. I, think that's how, I think that's how we got our current president, too. Um, there's a, an online sketch that I thought was hysterical and it was two writers and, um, the two writers were hired and it was supposed to be like a practical joke and they were writing for Trump's campaign, um, dear, bef before the election. So they were writing all of these things like, yeah, punch him in the face. I'll pay your bills. And they're laughing. And then you hear the clip of him saying it and, uh, the crowd cheering and these writers just keep getting more and more depressed because, because they're thinking, shit, how far can we go? Like, nobody's going to get the joke at this point. We have to keep going farther. We have to keep going farther. Um, and then in the end, they get a call on election night. And they get, they get told that, that uh, they have at least four more years of work, and they just both start crying. <laughs> oh, my God. It feels like that's probably true. Yeah. Like, there's just two sad writers. He could never, ever think of that. He could never, ever think of that on his own. And come yeah. up with that kind of that kind of crap to actually he, did he actually say this? Did yeah. he actually write this down? But you know what the thing is, I, I think I think he can in the same way that like a little kid will say something just because they don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. They'll say something, and then when you challenge them on it, rather than going, "Yeah, I don't know anything. I'm a kid," like they they just start adding to their bullshit, mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then eventually you you've shitting yourself into a corner. Yes. 
and the only way out is to you know say something really crazy. Well, he I should had, try he, that in a like in an argument. It's you, real life. He has done. Yeah. That. I will he punch has, you directly <laughs> in your liver. He has said, I, I I am the smartest guy. I remember every meeting. I have the bestest meeting, memory, then, but I yeah, forgot. A guy, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then he comes out. Uh, I don't remember that happened. It was unimportant. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, like every it's, guy who you know gets caught with another girl's phone number in his right. phone. I don't know that person. It just happened to be on the I don't know her. Wall and it's I just, just ninety-seven texts that mean nothing to me. Yeah, I, I wonder if if his tactics of of um like dealing with the country and the media would just work IRL. You know, like 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 in real life, in a relationship. I mean, I guess you you could. He's kind of uh, was it gaslighting the country in a way. But you know, if if a girl comes to you, if you're dating a girl, and she loves you, and she comes to you and says, "Uh, Cindy said that you were, you know, cheating on me," or Cindy said that you were fucking around with someone else. You go, "Oh well, you know what? Cindy's fake. C- Cindy's not. She's full of shit. She's she- a liar. She's fake news." And you just keep saying that, then eventually mm-hmm. your girlfriend is going to start to question everything that Cindy says, and at that point you've won. Um, I then, say go one more step, make her feel like Cindy's not real. Yeah, <laughs> Cindy doesn't <laughs> exist. So, all right, this is a this is a really terrible thing that that has happened. Um, a friend of mine, and I'm not going to say his name because this is a really horrible thing. Oh boy! Um, and just here it comes. I I know because it's and he didn't have a dark side. It, this is horrible. Okay. He has he had a daughter. He has a daughter. She's still she <laughs> he exists. had a daughter. He she had. still exists. This is how bad okay. it was. She's no longer his daughter. Oh. No, she uh, he has a daughter. And when she was younger, they had a cat, and the cat's name was Monkey. And um, the the little girl loved Monkey. My friend just didn't like the cat. The cat was was like tearing up everything. It was peeing everywhere. It was marking everything. And so he got rid of the cat. Um, and then a few days went by before his daughter said, where's Monkey? Uh-oh. And he said, what are you talking about? Oh, God. Oh. And, and he convinced this child oh that God. they never had a cat. Oh, no. That's why I didn't say his name, because it is a really fucked up thing. Because you don't want her to realize, I did have a cat. It oh, I wasn't imaginary. I mean, I told you chocolate bread, but I didn't pretend to. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean you told him chocolate bread? She lied and told me pumpernickel he bread was, was chocolate. 13, he said to me, uh, can I get more of that chocolate bread? Where'd you get it? I said, honey, it wasn't chocolate bread. It was either whole wheat or pumpernickel is how I got you to eat it. <laughs> Oh. And he didn't realize that until he was 13 years old. See, that's, and that's the takeaway is everyone who loves you will lie. Yeah. yeah. No, but I would never tell him a pet didn't exist. That's horrible. Have you been to um, uh, uh, Toothsome Chocolate Emporium? Yeah. Yes. Because they have chocolate bread. Yes, they do. And it's real chocolate bread. It's not pumpernickel. Yeah, it's not lies <laughs> my mother told me as a child. Yeah, which, which tastes better. It's not the Santa Claus of bread. Chocolate. Mother's, mother's lies are bitter. <laughs> like dark chocolate. Um, so yeah, what were we talking? Oh, we were talking about, uh, darkness. darkness. Yeah. Darkness and comedy. I don't, like, I don't even have depression or, um, I mean, I've, I've dealt with people who have depression. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on real comedy. 
like when I when I hear an interview with you know a really great comic and they're just you find out that they're just tortured in real life. Um, yeah, you, you got to go out there and just kill your best friend. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor shot his car when he in a fight with his wife. Damn. Um, well, he burned his whole face off. Yeah. Well. well yeah. Free free, yeah. He was freebasing and Robert set Williams fire. was. Was deep with depression. Yeah. I didn't know because they 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 keep quiet. They they keep it in in yeah within themselves because it it not until after they after they're gone right. that we know this other side, this dark side that that, that we and that was realize. something I was actually talking to a friend of mine today about this about Robin Williams in particular is you know Robin Williams killed himself and I remember like the media you know fake news um, all saying. Oh, he was so tortured. It was just such a brave, a brave thing, you know, that he faced. And I remember at the time going, don't say it's brave because there are millions of children who are suffering from depression. And you just told them that the thing that they can't stop thinking about is a brave. brave? Oh, no uh, way. I mean, that was that, oh, that was such a I, I understand you don't want to take someone who you idolize and say, this guy fucked up. He was a coward. He took the coward's way out. He he had Parkinson's as well. That being said, I'm pro assisted suicide. Like if you are if you have a disease and you are just deteriorating and you say, "Look, you know, I want to go out with some dignity." That that's one okay. thing. Do you know what he actually had? He had Parkinson's. No, he had Louis dementia. Oh, which oh is yeah. Take Alzheimer's and multiply it by fifty. Right. That's where he was heading. Well, then, then, then if that's and the case, very fast. If that's the case, then consult with your family and say I to your agree. family, hey, I "This is something I'm doing," and do it in a hospital. Don't do it in a way where someone is going to open up the study door and see their dad. Yes. Like you know, he, yeah, that's never. He that's, that's not fun. Was a very good man. Oh I yeah, I mean, about, uh, his history. His yeah. whole family is going to be great comics, and so they've got that going well, for him. Well, yeah, because they. Saw their dad dead in the study. Yeah, he might have went about it wrong, but <clears throat> he also suffered from bipolar disorder. Yeah. So between that diagnosis and, and that's, I mean, that's a fucked up thing. The, he probably the, found no way. Depression out. is a is a monster. Uh, you know, by being bipolar is a what? <laughs> no, it's okay. We don't always. We're not clearly not always funny, but you know, bipolar is terrible. Um, uh, yeah, it's just. There was a um, there was a guy. I think if you're gonna kill yourself, do it for the right reason. You know, like a really good joke or vengeance. Um, I'm right there with you. There was a guy in New York who killed himself uh, by blowing himself up oh, in damn. a building that his wife won in the divorce. <laughs> um, Hell, that's one like, way to do hey, it. Hey, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. You faced it head on. Here's the problem. He blew himself up in a building. And injured people outside of the building. Yeah, collateral I was like, just, damage. Yeah, just don't, yeah. don't, uh, I don't. The, there was a girl who was this beautiful girl. She was in her 20s. She was walking outside. Uh, shattered glass just shredded her face up. Oof. And I was like, I don't, oh, man. Like, I don't want my, if I have a daughter one day for her to be Get scarred forever. blown because, up in someone's suicide revenge. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you want, is to have a daughter? I w- you know what? She would own me. If I had a daughter, she would own me. I would. I definitely. We fear Tony. I would love to have kids. No, I would love to have kids. Um, but yeah, I, 
adopt a child. They they don't they don't take too kindly to a single guy walking into an orphanage going, "What do you have in a girl?" Uh, you know. <laughs> do you have any Asian girls? Ooh, no, you you can't say are, Asian. Are they they, like, you know, then age, they'll know you're creepy. You know, yeah. If I say I mean, we're not related. I mean, we can, you know, it's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I think that I mean, I've put it in a bunch of girls, and, you know, I just... (laughs) (laughs) I've tried that way. Um, Yeah, well, that was my my ex and I, we divorced because of that. Mm -hmm. That she decided uh, that she didn't want to, and... Um, she, she didn't want an Asian one. That's yeah, where it broke which was down. hard, because I was eating all that Thai food. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, she decided that she didn't want to, and, and I mean, when she told me, we, we had the conversation, I said, is this like how you feel you just don't want to and and some of the the struggles of what she was going through contributed to that decision and um and I realized at that moment if I don't have a child with because she decided she didn't want to down the line I may resent her for that and I don't want to do that and if she were to concede and have a child regardless of the fact that she chose that she didn't want one then she could in turn you know, resent the child or resent me. So it was a lose-lose. So that's my main problem. My main problem is that I will think of, oh, a thousand things that could go wrong here, so I'll just overthink. avoid it. Yeah, I do that. You, you, you do that all the time. You tend to overthink. You, you want to plan ahead yeah. and, and, and try to, you know, like, like, a, like a chess game. You want to think, if, if okay, we're talking about this. What will happen? Like two moves, two move, three moves ahead. This is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to happen. This is going to happen if I, if I say this or I don't say this. Yeah. And, and, and you tend to overthink things. And the, and, and the other people say, why are you overthinking this? You shouldn't be A great example of, of where I know, okay, this was me overthinking things. Uh, I was talking to a girl online. Everything's great. She's got two kids. Um, you know, just she had a good head on her shoulders. And as things were progressing, we never met, so it didn't go that far. Um, but, but we talked for a good handful, of, like maybe a, a week and a half, two weeks. We were getting to that point where, okay, we're probably going to go out. Is I realized, okay, she's got two kids. If this doesn't work out, I'm not breaking up with a girl. I'm breaking up with a family, and the idea of that messed with my head. So I took myself out of the equation. Um, yeah, I, I realize. Yeah, that's that's so pretty I may far not, overthinking. I may not have the the darkness, but I definitely, you know, <laughs> fucked myself up yeah. just by thinking. At about least stuff. you didn't go like way too far and go like, if we broke up in fifty years, yeah. what what happens if the daughter falls in love with me and then. Uh. That's true. Well, I, I did. I did. I'm keeping tabs. Yeah. What's that? What's that director's name that did that? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody there Allen. we go. Yeah. Oh, it's an Asian girl. Yeah. Asian girl. See? Oh, it's all full minor. circle. Full circle. Well, they're rare. Asian girls. That's what makes them so beautiful. Is they're rare. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like but, Pokemon. But here's the thing. Like, if I had a daughter, I would definitely go to prison uh, because the first time she came home crying, that. Some guy grabbed her ass or called her fat or something, then I would just like turn to my wife and go, All right, you have the house for the next five to six years because I'm gonna go dangle a kid off of a bridge. (laughs) And uh, we were joking. My same friend who has the uh, the who didn't have the cat, (laughs) um, when his daughter was getting like when she was 13 oh. and the conversation was coming up about oh. dating. What are you talking about? You've never met any boys in your life. You've yeah. always been here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are no boys. Um, yeah, we talked about, I was like, yeah, you know what? Let her go on the date. 
let her go on the date. We will just like in the movie theater, just silently rappel down from oh the from the theater as he's trying to put his arm around her, and we just silently rappel down, pull out that Rambo knife, and just let him see it, and then zip back up to the ceiling silently. <laughs> Even if you just show the guy a knife, he's going to be scared. There's a story with the Baldwin brothers. Oh, good um, God. I guess they have a sister. Um, <laughs> and they said they used to just torment any date that she brought home. All of the brothers would gather around. Um, and they would just stone face stare at the guy while he waited to pick up their sister. I feel like I would be pretty terrified of the entire male Baldwin family just... Staring at me deep in my yeah. soul. That's a lot of fun. Falling in love with Alec Baldwin's eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then one of them would tell a joke. They would all start laughing, and they would wait for him to start laughing, and then they would stop. <laughs> just oh, stare God. at him. That's that's pretty hardcore. Just yeah, I got brothering. lucky. My my sister's a lesbian, so I I lucked out. When you I got lucky. I told her not to have children and got her two divorces. So nice. When you become a parent, I cannot tell you the amount of times with him. He come home four years old telling me about what another four-year-old did to him in school. Yeah. And you sit up all night trying to talk yourself out of beating the shit out of another four-year-old. You're yeah. like, they're only four. They'll be friends tomorrow. Yeah, but they're only four. You could but definitely you take a four-year-old. Your take a lot of four-year-olds. Your child, yeah. All your instincts just go kill. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm pretty sure I've said that on a podcast before the, the hypothetical situation of, all right, you take a thousand five-year-olds and I come to you, Josh is five years old and I say, Hey, I've got this thing going. Uh, you sign this waiver and Josh comes into a boxing ring with me as an adult male. Um, I take five, five-year-olds at a time and when one gets knocked down, another one comes into the ring. So there's always five coming at me, never ending wave after wave. We have a thousand kids. The kids who are in the ring with me when I finally tire out or they get the better of me, a million dollars each. I would never tire <laughs> out. I would be that one five-year-old. I, like, I would be so I would afraid. have two yeah. broken legs, one broken arm, just dragging myself over. But that's you. the thing is, is it's, it's randomized. So the kids all get to the arena. Because I'm assuming it's a big ticket event. This will be a pay per view. The event, honey. I would be in there. I was uh, very overprotected. The uh, the fact that that uh, all the wrestling people that do the the intros that oh my gosh. Wait, yeah. what do you get if you beat one thousand five year olds? Do you get like? I think that's just bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> you get laid a lot. Hey, what did you do today? I beat up a thousand five year olds. I I beat up five thousand years of growth. Fear me. <laughs> Fear me. <laughs> Episode. The what? Wasn't that an iCarly episode? <laughs> I don't know. Did they I really do an iCarly no episode? I, that doesn't sound familiar. And I've iCarly did all a, of them. a bum bang episode. Um, all right, well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for sitting in uh, for, for the Sucky James and the uh, uh, stripper father, Tony. Oh, um, I love this. <laughs> so you guys know how this goes. Uh, we'll start with you, Beth. Beth, what did you learn tonight? Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the best I could. It was an interesting conversation. Yeah. And, and we know that you don't love money more than your son. Uh, otherwise, you know, a million otherwise, dollars. I would have gotten something out of the divorce with his father. That's true. <laughs> uh, Hal. Yes. What did you learn tonight? Let's see. 
get a ring. Uh, five-year-olds. Yep. Uh, to the death. You know, whoever takes me down or whatever the conditions are. I got a fighting chance. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know if I could punch a thousand times. Oh, I worked what at you, a what summer camp punch? so I could punch <laughs> this is mixed so martial many arts. five-year-olds. Oh, that's I true. Would, yeah, but I can. But then my but, wait. Is it you only punching? Or can you see the kick too? No, yeah. If I can kick, then I got him because that's I'm just me. They're gonna come flying from the top rope. Oh, I'm gonna punch you! Up. Gonna punch can you, you up. imagine or though? Or grab like, you, slam you down. I would like just this is this is a wrestling thing. <laughs> everyone would be into it as a. That's what you see on Monday nights on on on. And then on, the minute you just <laughs> lay into one five year old and just knock him into the mat. <laughs> oh, or, or that, that you know that just, arena is going to be silent except for the sound of punches. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're waiting for the next the next five year old to come in. This is you're next. Come on, come on, you're next. Okay, we beat. He's all just blood on the mat. Next, next. Is it weird that I immediately imagine this being Hulk Hogan? That's oh. who I imagine oh, doing. I would do oh. the move with the ear, where I would do this. After oh. every, every time I like knock some kid out of the arena, I would hold my thing, my hand up to my ear. Uh, I gotta do the the, uh, the, the um, pumping of the pegs and so, so, and, and um, talk and talk like the Hulk, to you. brother, hey, hey, brother, the, or or the Nacho Man. Ooh yeah. Uh, and Josh, yeah. oh, <laughs> what did you learn tonight? Demons are real, and you came from their womb. <laughs> and I I learned something tonight too. I learned that James sucks and Tony's going to raise a prostitute. Oh, no, stripper. Uh, we're Mama's Comedy Show. We're here every Friday night at 10 p.m. You can find us on Facebook. Search for Mama's Comedy Show and like it. Uh, you can find me, Todd, on Twitter at Todders or Snapchat, Doody Poo Poo. D-O-O-D-I-E-P-O-O-P-O-O. That's also my Xbox Live gamer tag. Uh, hey, hey, where are you? Are you performing anywhere? Uh, performing? No idea. Come out to Sleuths tomorrow at 10 to see the garden room. I'm probably not going to be there, but come watch it. Now I got to bleep that out. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, oh, coming up the 18th of November. That's this month is Papa's. That's our one night only show. It's going to be amazing. On the 14th, we're doing a, a thing for Fox 35. That was thanks to James. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's Tickets for that are $15, but if you have a mama's card, it's $10. And I guarantee you, you're not going to get, uh, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. Uh, and that's not a lot of bucks. So uh, call 407-363-1985 to make a reservation for that. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.